0: The offseason is well underway for the Eagles as they center their sights on the free agency period and the college draft. And our Eagles Live podcast will continue throughout the months ahead. We'll keep you informed on the very latest goings on with this football team. Hello, everyone. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro, and this is our 60th episode of the Eagles Live podcast. It's been a full 12 months since we launched the podcast. January 21st, 2016 was our initial production, and we've put a lot of effort into making this great. Many Many Thanks to each one of you for tuning in. In this podcast, we've got two elements that are certainly worth a listen. Ryan Dawkins is one of 18 finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame and he talks about his feelings as he awaits the call on February 4th, when the 2017 Hall of Fame class is announced. First, though, I had some time on Monday to sit down and talk with Howie Roseman, who met the media last week and outlined his thoughts on the 2016 season and what's ahead for the Eagles. I wanted to take a different approach and talk to Roseman about the 2016 Eagles draft class and what those players showed in their rookie seasons. Howie, the 2016 draft, your thoughts kind of after you sat there at the end of that weekend and looked at what you had, do you remember
1: what you thought? First thing was we were excited that we went back to addressing the offensive line. Up until 2015, we had led the league in offensive linemen selected during the draft. And with the crop of offensive linemen that was unusual for this draft, and even though we didn't have a second and fourth round pick, being able to select those two guys and then put resources into the undrafted free agents on the offensive line, that was our big takeaway was we're going to protect Carson Wentz.
0: Let's talk about Carson. I remember being in the draft room that night and the feeling after the Rams took Jared Goff. And I know you
1: at the time felt felt very strongly that the Rams would go in that direction but do you recall just the elation that you felt? It's so exciting certainly being part of drafting a first-round quarterback and with the intangibles and physical skill set he brings to the table and just that hope that you have that guy out there and watching him every day it just confirms our belief on what he can be. Now it's our job to make sure that we surround him with the right people. It was so much fun to be able to take a quarterback like that who just really fit our city.
0: Howie, your thoughts after the trade of Sam Bradford and what that
1: would mean to Carson. Did you expect him to come out of the gates as he did? Well, you're nervous. There's no question about it. You're trading a quarterback eight days before the first game and you have a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach. The first thing is you feel bad about all the preparation the coaching staff put into with Sam. And you go back to that third preseason game and there's a lot of things clicking and what a hard thing and hard situation to put them in. But all of them were really excited about the opportunity to get started with Carson And then that first start, you know, him not having practice for three weeks leading up to that game and then putting him out there against the team that you just traded your first round pick to, you know, so certainly that's part of it. You sit there and you go, man, we just traded our first round pick to this team and now we're playing the rookie quarterback who hadn't had a full training camp, but he got off to a hot start. It was a lot of fun. We all knew internally that season's a long season. It's a marathon and we had a long way to go. How did Carson play? Well, when you look at all the factors that go into it, again, I think that there's only five guys in NFL history who, as rookies, had a completion percentage similar to his. And so that's a big thing, seeing the accuracy there and knowing that it can still get better from his perspective and our coach's perspective. The competitiveness you see, I mean, there were very few games that we weren't in to the end. And then it's on all of us to make sure that we surround him and build this thing with him in mind and the rest of the team.
0: How about from an intangible standpoint, how he was in the building, how he was in the room, under pressure on the field, all of those things you had studied so much, I assume that he lived up to the expectations, if not exceeded them.
1: No question, you know, first guy in the building, that quarterback group as a whole deserves a lot of credit for how often they were in here. Very rarely a time that you walked around here in the 6s in the morning that he wasn't here studying and figuring out what to do better, working out, taking a leadership role, being part of coach's leadership committee, which is such a great honor for a rookie to be part of that. And there's so much more he'll do. You think about the process and really for guys for seniors in last year's draft, it starts now. You know, they go down, they're training for the draft. They're going going to Alabama to play in the Senior Bowl. They're going to the combine. They're doing all these private workouts. I mean, he had somewhere between a half a dozen and a dozen private workouts So and then going to top 30 visits. So just flying around and trying to sneak training in there. And it's a whirlwind. So look forward to a big jump year one to year two. Third
0: round, Isaac Sayamalo. For the fans who really aren't that tuned in, or maybe they are, to what Isaac did and then what Big V did, your thoughts on what you saw from them in year one.
1: Well, Isaac, he starts on a Monday night at right guard, finding out that morning that there was a chance he was starting without taking a lot of the practice reps. Starts at right tackle against the Baltimore Ravens front and then plays left guard. Didn't play the center position, which he could play as well. Uh, Obviously, a versatile guy, really smart guy, really tough, athletic. He's really got a combination of skill sets that you see in starters in this league and good starters in this league. So we look forward to watching him take a jump. The big thing for him is just he's got the injury that happened early on set him back a little bit. And so making sure that he's durable here as we go forward and on the field.
0: If I'm not mistaken, did I see him also take a rep at left tackle during the season?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. He played left tackle against DeForest Buckner. So we watched that in the pre-draft process and we felt like he could get you out of a game there too. So extremely versatile guy who legitimately can play five positions but um, we feel one of the interior spots is probably his best spot long term.
0: And then Big V Howie, the way he really seemed to grow into that right tackle position.
1: Well that first game was a huge wake-up call playing against a heck of a player in Ryan Carey again. And it's kind of a welcome to the NFL moment. And you can go one of two ways when you have an experience like that. You can kind of go into a shell and say, well, maybe this is too big for me right now. But he went the other way. Those five starts after showed his potential. He's a big man with tremendous athletic ability who will just continue to get stronger. Played in a non-pro style offense in college too. So he's got tremendous upside. And what better for a tackle in the National Football League to learn from Jason Peters and Lane Johnson, two of of the best offense tackles in the National Football League.
0: Wendell Smallwood, what we saw of him, it seemed really good. Explosive, got to and
1: through the hole. How would you evaluate his rookie year? Well, it's funny. When we were going through the draft process, Coach Staley mentioned that he reminded him of Carell Buckhalter. And Until he put on that 28, I didn't see the comparison. And then you saw the slashing running style. And he's someone who had played a wide receiver position and had lined up in the slot. So he's got good hands. He's physically tough. Obviously had the kick return for a touchdown. So he's got a lot of upside. We just need to get him healthy. And then another guy who came out as a junior and and getting in the weight room, having a full off season, only going to benefit Wendell Smallwood.
0: Jalen Mills, a cornerback.
1: Boy, do they throw him into the fire, and he didn't seem to flinch a whole lot. Competitive, it would be the first word to describe Jalen. Uh, super competitive, can really play all over the secondary, can play inside or out of corner, can play safety, has played safety. He's instinctive, he's tough, he's competitive, he's quick, and he's got the demeanor that we're looking for as defensive players. So another guy that we're really looking forward to seeing take a jump here, but certainly when you're talking about a seventh-round pick in the amount he played exceeds your expectations. Expectations, but we were really surprised to see him still there in the seventh round.
0: Two seventh rounders that Eagles fans didn't see this year, Joe Walker, Alex McAllister. Howie, what did you see from them prior to them, in Alex's
1: case, with his injury and then Joe with the knee? Well, Alex first, he's got to get stronger. He's got to figure out a way to make sure that he can play on first and second down because right now his value is on third down, his ability to bend, his explosiveness, his length. Our strength and conditioning coaches, while they were rehabbing, get him right. We're also doing a good job with that and the nutrition plan that they put him on. And then Joe Walker, he was really having a good camp and good preseason. And we were sorry to lose him because we really thought he was a young player who could add some depth. And for all indications, he's doing well right now, too. And so we're eager to get him back and seeing him compete for a linebacker spot.
0: So in general, how are you feeling pretty good about this group as you build a core for this roster?
1: And you got to add in some of the undrafted free agents, some of whom we got from different teams as they came here. But overall, when you don't have a two and a four, you're always kind of looking at the draft and going, how many players can get out? of it when you're sitting there with a one three of two fives but our scout staff did a tremendous job of bringing these guys to the forefront and we're excited it starts with the quarterback if you get a quarterback you can build around at the top of the draft you're playing with house money the rest but all those guys have traits and so we sit here and say that's one of the classes we're going to need to build on top of and we're excited to get started thanks howie thanks dave Find out what it really feels like to play for the Eagles, but the all new Eagles Fantasy Camp held from April 6th through the 8th at Lincoln Financial Field.
0: The weekend includes Eagles legends, team practices and games, behind the scenes tours, and much more. Register now at EaglesFantasyCamp.com. And now, we are all rooting for B-Doc, who is one of 18 finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, as is former wide receiver Terrell Owens, an eagle in 2004 and 2005. No Philadelphia eagle has been inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame since when? The year was 2006. The player, the great Reggie White. Dawkins will learn on February 4th, the night before Super Bowl 51, if he acquires enough votes. 80% of the votes are needed to make it to the Hall of Fame in the first year of eligibility. Dawkins, needless to say, is excited about being a finalist. Brian, what does it mean to be the a finalist among 15 great players?
2: It's a blessing. It's an absolute blessing to have my name, you know, this close from being into the Hall of Fame. But the fact that it's in there in the first place for me is a huge honor. Huge honor. Your reaction when you found out, have you really been on top of this? Has it been something that's been front of mind for you? No, I haven't been thinking about it at all. I mean, I've been here with the Eagles and trying to do my part, helping this organization out. Matter of fact, forgot about anything about it until uh, Boyko reminded me that day there could be something announced. So I wasn't thinking about it at all, to be honest with you.
0: I've seen you on Twitter a bit here. What kind of reaction have you gotten from the fans?
2: I mean, they're excited. I mean, they're excited for me and not just me. They're excited for Eagles football. They're excited for themselves, and they need to be. This is not just something that I'll go in if and when that happens. And we'll all go in.
0: Brian, what will it be like February 4th, the night when they find out, they make the announcement? Will you be in
2: Houston? I will not. I'll be home. That's not me. I'm not one that goes to the Super Bowl unless we're in it. So hopefully we'll get there pretty soon so I can go back there. You know, I'll be home with my family, and uh, that's where I'll hear the announcement, whatever it's going to be. Have you dreamed about what it would be like to hear your name? Obviously, you'll think about it. You'll think about what that reaction would be and think about some of the things that possibly could be said at the podium when I give my speech. But at the same time, you sit back and try to take everything when it comes to this because this is not something that everybody can say that they had.
0: It really is an incredible honor, though, right, to get to this point in your first year as an eligible member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
2: That's no, a tremendous honor. It's not something that everybody that has played the game of football can say, and so I don't take that for granted. I don't know how many Philadelphia Eagles have been going through in the first round and gotten to the finals. I don't know that number, but I'm pretty sure it's not that high. That in itself is something to be proud of. Have you heard a lot from your former teammates and the rest of the NFL community? Absolutely. You know, the guys that I played with The guys that know me, they know that this is not just about me, and so that when they congratulate me, they're basically talking about themselves going to join me when that time comes for me to be in uh, Canton.
0: Well, congratulations. One more step to go, and everybody is rooting for you. All right, thank you. Thanks, Brian. We're back in two weeks with the next Eagles Live podcast. Thanks to Brian Thomas for his A-plus production skills, and thanks to you for tuning in once again. We want you to be part of the podcast, so look for some news on that front in the coming weeks, where we invite you to talk about the Eagles. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Have a great Eagles day, everyone, and go Eagles!
2: E-A-T-L-E-S-Eagles.